0: This week on the audio podcast episode 77 Scott and Sam are both here. We have a mystery guest who's not much of a mystery, but he's kind of in that way on the video right now. there's also news there is this week on Twitter an exciting new feature that we're trialing for the second time and some presidential plunder. all this and more on this week's the audio podcast <laughs> It's the 6th of November 2012, this is the audio podcast, um, I'm Scott Hewitt. as always I'm joined by Samuel
1: Freeman, that's me over here, and we are also joined today by I'm
2: Dominique Thibault, hello, hello
0: Dominique. <laughs> <laughs> so Dominique I know is a, uh, I'd like to say a long time listener, I hope that's okay, And uh, yeah, yeah for sure, yeah. When, when, when we suggested to people if they wanted to come on the audio podcast, uh, give us a shout and we'd... Uh, have a little bit more kind of ad hoc guesting for a bit, then uh, Dominique replied back saying he'd like to come on. So hence he is here, which yeah. is cool. Um, if you want to follow the show notes for today's show, um, obviously uh, the theaudiopodcast.co.uk, this is show number 77, which, uh, yeah, which is all that sort of stuff. And I guess we should start with uh, the things that Dominique suggested he wanted to talk about because they end up at the top of the show notes because of the way the show notes are structured. That's, cool.
1: So the okay. first one
2: of these
1: uh, is... A good head start. Um, um, so should we yeah. start with Pio? We've mentioned it once, twice before, but only in passing. So do you want to tell us more about it? Or why yeah, I
2: mean, uh, the reason why I asked you to put it on the show list is because it's actually developed by a good friend of mine, and I really think it's worth having a look at it for all of you guys that are interested in coding a bit more, I think it's really an interesting platform, because not only like it's not only specified for musician, but anyone that wants to integrate sound in their product, in their code, it's a really really good library. As everyone knows, Python is a good programming language. I, I gotta say I particularly enjoy it, but um, I think also like the the library offers you a lot of possibilities. To play with audio, to play around with the audio, and it's really, really an interesting tool because it's created by a by a musician, but it really knows what he's doing, which is something rare I find with like us musicians. We are never as sure with code and programmer are not too sure about what music has to be done, what has to be done on the music side. So I think that is a very interesting library. So uh, should I talk a bit more about it, or projects, or um, I think a good link could be made with uh, the second topic that is Cecilia Five, actually. Um,
0: yeah. So um, as as you said, Pyo is a, a Python. Um, you know, it, it is a, it is a DSP processing library to go on top of Python it's uh, it has a beautiful kind of syntax which is very obvious and i i found that um and knowing a bit of supercollider that they kind of there was a lot of similarities between the kind of structures and the kind of suggestions so it is um if you know python and you've been kind of thinking of a dsp language to work with then pyo is probably a, a really obvious choice to to take a first look at i know they have radio pyo which is a really cool kind of um mm-hmm. k- kind of thing you can log into and hear PIO, uh, hear pyo Kind of scripts being played out and generating audio, which I thought was a really neat thing as well. Could you mention a little bit more about uh, Cecilia 5?
2: Yeah, um, actually, so Cecilia 5 is a, is a software that was developed with PIO. So until version 4, C, uh, Cecilia was based on C Sound and it was just a front end. Uh and five olivier belanger like built from scratch everything and it's really interesting cuz he brings in new modules and to me cecilia is an absolute uh, essential for anyone who's interested in sound design it's a superb software where that allows you to really manipulate sounds in a way that no other software allowed you allows you okay so Particularly interesting because it brings it brings in lots of good feature that was in version four Python four, and especially it's got new modules so new ways of processing sounds that were brought with Pyo, but in a very f- user friendly interface. So that to me is the the key features of Cecilia 5
0: Yeah, it's cool. It's not something um. It's not something I've ever worked with. Sam, have you ever have you ever worked with it?
1: No, I last time I was aware of um I I've always thought Cecilia as being the front end for C sound. Um not that I held that against it particularly, but like that was the way I was thinking of it. Um, yeah. But, yeah, so I'm really interested to hear that this is now using the Pio
2: library for its main sound generation. That's really yeah, interesting. And I think like it it's really powerful. No, so it is a, a tool that anyone interested in sound design should look at. You just tweak faders and go, like, find sonic results with only really easy to come up with something that is interesting, I'd say. yeah. Do you know if it will run on the Raspberry
1: Pi? Because like Python these days, as soon as someone says Python, like I I my mind
2: goes to that straight away. Do you know if I mean it's only a
1: Yeah that
2: possible? It's a good question. It does work on all three platforms, which is already an advantage. Um but the Raspberry Pi, uh, Raspberry Pi, I don't know. I don't know. We gotta we should try it. You wanna try it? I'll give it a try at some
1: point, I'm sure. It'll add it to the enormous list of things to try and find out. Is Minecraft? <laughs> Does anyone know if Minecraft runs? No, that's different. Completely off topic. Okay. Um. <laughs> it, it
0: could do, couldn't it? I, I think there's still a... There's probably the issue of whether you can get. There's the issue of Jack on a Raspberry Pi. But um, I know that the, the Closure and Overtone guys, uh, Sam Aaron in particular, had kind of tweeted out that he'd had some success running... Uh, Running Super Collider and overture, overtone enclosure on on a Raspberry Pi using, and I presume that was using Jack. So that's perhaps there's a kind of solution to those problems. And I suspect mm. that means that this could possibly run. And maybe it might be a an efficiency issue because obviously Python's quite a quite a high level language, so it's not always as efficient as well. It's not as efficient as say something like C is. But you know, it's, it's you know, you'd
2: hope that it would that it would run fine. We'll
0: have to try it out. See.
2: Maybe you won't be able to do uh, additive synthesis with uh, ten thousand sine waves, but <laughs> you might be able to do, uh, I don't know, filtering a uh, sound file or something like that. <laughs> yeah. yeah. As you see, I actually have a Raspberry Pi right in front of me. There, that, so. there
0: we are. <laughs> yeah. are. It was just sitting on the desk beside me, so I thought I should pick it up. Right. <laughs> that, that there, that's cool. Anyway. Uh, so what what else did we have? Um, there was also let, let, let's moving on away from those the uh, the O eight hundred River Machine.
1: Yeah, this struck me as really interesting. So this appears to be it's on it's on it um, Bandcamp. Um, I've started talking. We, you're cutting out a little bit every now and then. So yeah, so this is an album of tracks for sale on Bandcamp, which includes the software that was used to make it, as far as I can tell. Is that right?
2: yeah exactly um the so let me explain a bit they decided that the f- easiest way uh, of distributing that little piece of software was actually to use bandcamp since it's such an easy way of distributing right now but they i heard i heard rumors that actually they had to uh, get in contact with bandcamp people so that they would modify the way of distributing um, So it might be a new platform for the software distribution eventually, Bandcamp. So that might be of interest for some of our listeners. Um, Also, uh, I wanted to uh, focus on the fact that it's a really good emulation of old analog uh, drum machines to me that is I'm always trying when I compose music I'm always trying to find good original sounds and from what I heard from what I tested it is really interesting it does sound it it has some character so that's a really really good sign I find so if I can talk in, in more genera- generalities. Uh, like, to me, this uh, it's a, g- a very good drum machine that allows you to craft each of your layers very, very precisely and at the same time in a, in a way that is uh, intuitive. Again, the interface reminds you of lots of software you've seen before, so that is very interesting, I find. Yeah. Cool. And cool. it's made in Huddersfield, too. That's another... Uh, Important thing to me. Wait, wait, wait she Used to be where the audio podcast was made as well, I guess. But it's, yeah, it's, it's true. Long... I'm the only
0: one now, right? Eh? Yeah, the, the only one still there. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. I know that. <laughs> um, so I guess in the spirit of kind of cool things making cool sounds, you also uh, wanted wanted us to uh, have a look at the Pittsburgh modular
2: Yeah, that's another. That, that's another of my. Um, um, how can I say that? Sorry, my coup de coeur. So one of the, the the cool products that I discovered this year, I really want to get it now. I just have to convince my wife that's the only thing. Um, so I wanted to talk about the Pittsburgh Modular. Uh, it's a little mini modular synth. Uh, it's basically a, a starter kit. And it, it's really built with um, ease of use and uh, creativity in mind. Okay, so it packs. Uh, I think ten modules. You can, but it was all creative with a limit, like a low number of of modules all all put together, which is really good because with all of the other so- synthesizer company, I find that their starter kits are. Not as interesting or way more pricey. To me, that is a really, really good starter kit for anyone interested in analog synthesis. Yeah, I would,
1: awesome. I would agree
2: with this. This looks yeah, it comes in as a little carry case, which, and this yeah. If I have one critic, uh, I would I would add that. Um, It's a bit disappointing that the rack is full. I wish they would have left us a couple of rack uh, of space so that we could add extra modules because already I'm thinking, okay, well, it's going to be fun for two, three weeks to play around with those, but I'm going to want to add more stuff. And if the rack is already full, you need to consider buying another rack, and then it's a lot more money that needs to be invested. So, like, if you're like me, you're probably already thinking, okay, I'm going to buy the individual modules with a, a bigger rack instead. So... But it's a really good starter kit. What they put in it is very good.
0: Yeah, definitely so. That's cool. Yeah, I like it. So it's it's been all about creating cool new sounds, you know. Yeah, uh,
2: I'm sorry. uh,
0: No, that that's absolutely perfect. So we we had a Pyo and uh, Cecilia Five for kind of Python programmers, and then you know a kind of cool cool kind of analog emulation drum machine, and then finally this uh, Pittsburgh uh, the Pittsburgh modular as well. So it's been a Ways to make new cool sounds, which I uh, which I like a lot. That's really cool. I'm gonna maybe, you know, I was I was planning on doing some work this week, but perhaps I might have to put a little bit of time aside to have a look at a uh, have a look at Cecilia Five. I've tried to I've actually tried to use Pyo a couple of times before, and every time the installation I have library problems with installing Python, and eventually I I give up. Just um, you know, okay. I might try again actually though, because I haven't attempted to install Pyo on my Fedora install, so I could maybe you know. Try it in there and see if that, maybe they're fit in first time around this time.
2: Right. <laughs> if you have more problem, you tell me we'll, uh, we'll hook you up with the right kind of people. <laughs>
0: <laughs> the right Python fixers. Would they, would they be snake charmers? No, I'm not going any further with that, I'm sorry. <laughs> so let's um let us get into the news proper um if you're li- listening in or you know well, listening in or watching us later on, then don't forget you can get the show notes at the audio co slash show and this one is seventy seven so you can find all of the show notes and everything we've talked about if you want to comment on something, then you can grab the comments there if you want to email us or complain at us then ways of contacting us are all there as well Sam, you look very puzzled.
1: Sorry, the, the, the first story in the list is one that I've not read very much, so I'm sitting back to read it. This is my serious face because, <laughs> because of the nature of the story, I suppose.
0: So, um, well, the, the first item in the news is uh, Sound Toys um, have announced that all of their online sales that were happening today, on, on Monday, are all, um, all of it, all, all of the profit are, is being donated to the uh, uh, Hurricane Sandy relief efforts.
1: Not even just the profit, all of their online sales. Yeah. Oh, yep.
0: So I thought that was uh, you know obviously it's uh it's an advertisement for themselves, but I thought it was a big enough gesture that it was appropriate for us to uh to list it. So there we go. For I guess for those people who have been affected by uh Hurricane Sandy, we expressed the appropriate uh Yeah. You know, remarks, I guess, for want of a better a better phrase. That's uh it's, um yeah. So those pictures were incredible, like as a the photographer inside of me was just amazed at some of the images that were coming out there of all his pictures and things like that. So,
2: yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: There you go. Shall, shall we move on? <laughs> or do you. Did... Or not? Yeah, let's move on. I was, I was, I was, I was trying to see if there was anything. I was looking at the um, Sound Toys products or attempting to, but they have stuff, things and things.
0: So, uh, Pro, Pro Audio DSP, um, had, well, has joined the Plugin Alliance, which we, we've mentioned a few times here. Um, the current, the, the new releases on the Plugin, plugin Alliance uh, this week are the, uh, the Pro Audio DSP DSM v2, and then Brainworks have also brought out a new limiter, a limiter and compressor. So they're available for OSX and Windows and in AAX format as well, which that's a Pro Tools-based format, isn't it, if my memory serves me correctly? Yes. Yes. So, you know, more m- more dynamics processing for various things. I I was kind of intrigued because we've seen a lot of dy- dynamics processing being released recently, and there's in the in the kind of plugin world, there's definitely a kind of new focus on compression for tracks and compression for stems for individual elements, and it's been made me made me thinking like what the what the differences between those things maybe are or are not or. How to do that because I've always as people know who've listened to the show before I'm a big fan of kind of using spectral based compressors and prior to that being affordable kind of processing wise or in the hardware world I used to use kind of filtering to filter to EQ stuff out and then compress the different sections independently as well so and I always used to find that that lets you use the same compressor across a full track as you would across an individual kind of stem but do you guys have any kind of Opinion on favor, opinion on that kind of thing, or
2: well, I I believe that there's a big tendency of trying to have the cleanest possible. Yeah. Like True. with Compu and Sonaluxes, uh, they try to do good products. I think there's all those companies that. Followed into the idea of having clean compression on individual tracks, I think, um, and then there's other the other possibilities that that I've seen is people interested in parallel compression and then compressions that react well with various kind of materials pushed through them, and so to me like that's basically the five last years of compression I think that are there like parallel compression got. That, like, basically everyone's trying to do it better than their competitors. I think. How about
1: you, Sam? Um, I was mostly interested in um, your own compression going on here today. While you're talking, Scott, you you mentioned before we went on air that you that you've got a new a new setup on your rig there, and as you're speaking, your um, voice is fluctuating up and down quite, quite radically as you move forwards and backwards, so maybe you're sitting tweaking a little, I don't know. Your own, your own compression's perhaps not being um, monitored. That's harsh. I, I, it is, but it's, it's true, this is my observation I'm making, so... Oh, no, that's,
0: I know, that's... I take that on board, you know. I, I do take that on board. I am moving around a little bit more than I normally do.
2: But, uh, yeah, did you drink a lot of tea? <laughs>
0: I guess so. I guess so. I'm just waiting for a little bit. I got uh, My cats are running around my feet and attacking cables. so okay. <laughs> uh, I'm just having to kind of fend them off a little bit as well, which is kind of moving me around a little bit more. Mm-hmm. But I do take that on board, so I'll have a think, you know. But I don't like to compress it flat, though. And the, the, the Google Hangout does a little bit more. Well, YouTube does a whole load more once it gets rendered up, so. Okay. Yeah, try to leave a little space. But, uh, you yeah, know, I'll have a little play. Will it help my
1: accent, you think? Whoa, Sheldon, ah, I being... Sam, take over. OK, if I'm taking over, then I'm just going to move straight on to the next thing, which <laughs> I believe is the SoftTube story, I think, I hope. Indeed it is it well. is. So this is SoftTube, and this is a classic, we're on Facebook, click our like button
2: contest. Um, does those, those, those contests work? Have any one of us uh, ever won anything in those contests? I I tend not to click like on them. <laughs> no. Oh. Cuz <'Cause> I've <laughs> I never won
0: anything. Yeah. I, I actually avoid participating in these competitions. I, I'm I'm surprised they're actually allowed to operate but I sus when when kind of Facebook pages first arrived it was like against the rules to kind of promote the idea of liking them but I suspect they've changed that now and it's perfectly okay to do that kind of thing. Yeah. But, um,
2: maybe. maybe for some maybe. obvious reasons. No, uh...
0: but you. So it is a cool competition, though. In terms of, you can win the entire range of two plugins. So it's okay. it's yeah. a cool prize. It's it's a pretty cool prize. And I, I, did did I review? Try and enter because there are three questions. But I can yeah. work out how to find out the three questions without liking them, which was something I wasn't willing to do. No. So <laughs> so hence I didn't. I I suspect they're not going to be complicated questions, are they? These things tend to be fairly, uh, you know. Take part more than anything else. Yeah.
2: read read the website and you will find.
0: Yeah. How about? Uh, should we go on to the next
1: item? Okay, so this is, um, this is firmware update. Is it or software update? The um. It's a firmware update. For the DT series of stuff from Line Six. So these are their amps that have, they are modular, analog slash digital, amp heads and amplifiers. As far as I can tell, and yep. this is version two software free firmware upgrade. So, yeah.
0: Yeah. so if you if you have a DT series um, amplifier, not only will you get some extra kind of presets and pro and kind of bits to program up for your sound, but they've now also released their uh, touch OSC mappings as well. So you can control it via um, from an iPhone or an iPad as well, which mm-hmm. is kind of cool. Uh, for people who are querying how that's working, you, if my memory serves me correctly, you. Kind of have to interface via MIDI into the into the amp. So while you could do that via more roundabout path, the path they suggest is using a kind of MIDI, uh, um, yeah, you know, plugging a MIDI thing into their into the 30-pin port on the, you know, on the iPad on the iPhone and then going in that way. But, you know, I thought that was cool. We're seeing loads of Touch OSC stuff at the moment, mm. so, which is kind of nice as well. Hey, let's get back to post-production and compression and stuff.
1: Yeah, so we've got two isotope stories here, the first of which is their new monitoring stuff, which is called Insight, I believe. Is that what this is called? Yes, Insight. So they've got a new, it's not actually out yet, but it's coming soon, and. Yeah, coming soon.
0: More than just a traditional metering plugin.
1: Immediately detect potential mix problems. There you go. Oh, through real-time visual monitoring, color-coded alerts, and it, it adheres to
0: standards like BS one seven seven zero dash one slash two slash three. Do you know what they no. no, the are, Scott? No, Did you look them up? Oh, I Fantastic, did. Sam. That is commitment.
1: Well, first of all, like these, the, it's forward-thinking to be adhering to these things. But the the one seven seven zero one actually is quite a few years old, I think that was 2006 or something, like that. Almost okay. but, but the point three was only this September, and I'm loading up the PDF that I downloaded to remember the title, which is <laughs> these, are re- these are recommendations, this, this is a recommendation from the ITU, um, from the radio communications sector of the ITU in fact, and they are algorithms to measure audio program loudness and true peak audio level, so this is an objective way to measure subjective loudness.
0: Fantastic. I, I hope you're going to put that link into the comments or add it to the show notes, please, because that would be fantastic. Okay, I'd I will do me, this. How <laughs> about that? The, the audio podcast offering you insight and, uh, you know, and and the titles of incredibly complicated documents. That's, that's brilliant stuff. Yeah, well, I mean,
1: I suspect that BS stands for probably something other than what I imagined it did, which is what made me think. <laughs> <laughs> Just oh, you just thought fantastic!
0: I was being... Fantastic! <laughs> fantastic! Let's move on to our second isotope, uh, second isotope story, but it's actually a SoundForge story, uh, which is to say that Sony have licensed them isotope's declicker, the denoiser, and the clipper for SoundForge Pro for Mac. So for those people reeling from the end of uh, BIOS's Peak and desperate for some other audio mastering editor stereo tool that does everything. Then you know, Sony would love for you to try out Sound Forge. a, uh, you know.
2: If I, say, if I may say, if I may say, Isotope the denoiser. It's probably for those interested in a sound editor. Perhaps it's a good solution, because then uh, you have a decent editor that has been that has been around for ages. I remember starting making music, and uh, Sound Forge was the first software I used. I think. And then uh, now that they have denoiser, a uh, good quality denoiser, it might be of interest, yeah. Yeah.
0: I, I thought it was... I, I kind of started pricing it up a little bit, and I was actually in, intrigued to spot that SoundForge is definitely a good... Um, it, it struck me that SoundForge plus these, plug, plus, plus these Isotope plugins is actually probably quite a cost-effective way of getting it.
2: Mm-hmm. So, yeah, probably.
0: Cool, definitely worth doing
2: I don't know if uh, they distribute with, uh, with the SoundForge, if they distribute the VST versions of uh, the isotopes. though probably it's built in into it, eh?
0: Yeah, I, I think it's going to be built in. Um, I, I, obviously, from the blurb, I like to read the blurb, and, uh, you know, I, I did love the way that it works like magic. I thought <laughs> a particularly great setup. Yeah. I have um, but for those people enjoying the audio version, they won't be aware of uh, Sheldon, my cat, who is currently jumping around on my keyboard, on my uh, kind of musical keyboard in the background of the shot there. Sheldon, please stop misbehaving. Oh, he's not. I'll try and ignore him. I'm glad the keyboard's off. If he turns it on, you'll actually start to hear his playing. So it's. Uh, <laughs> 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 I, think, I think it's rooted like that today, for something else I would do. Maybe
2: so' it become think... the new YouTube uh, sensation. Uh, you,
0: yeah cute cat sensation. Well, we, we should. Um, that brings us to the end of our news section, which is which is very exciting. I've had an exciting time so far, and that maybe brings us to our this week on Twitter section. If we should that be its <laughs> own section, or is that just an extension of the news, or could oh, it be I mean, part did... of the other? I just don't know.
1: I just don't know. Mm-hmm. Should we put it in as other for now? Because then, when you post the story afterwards, it will place it correctly in the show note timeline thing.
0: In, in which know? case, it will be. So you can uh, follow the audio podcast um, at the audio podcast. You could, uh, if you mention us in a thing, then this is your opportunity to sneak your way onto the show, um, if you want to. So basically, um, Dominic, you can join in if you want to. We we just have a look down the, uh, you know, things what? that are on the audio podcast feed, and we, see which would be quite
1: can... difficult for Dominic to do, I think, seeing as Whoa. you and I have signed in as the audio podcast, but oh, but he
0: in. isn't. Oh. That's so sad.
1: Dominique, perhaps you could um sign into your own Twitter feed and retweet things, and uh, okay. and we, they would probably show up at the top of things if they wanted to do that. There you go.
0: If, if you wanted to. Well, should we have a look? Um, uh, should we so, have a
2: look
0: uh, oh, thank you? <laughs> so, uh, cycling seventy four, a uh, video trigger max for live. How about that? Video, video trigger trigger bang. <laughs> That's kind of cool. I can't speak anymore. Oh, my my tweet deck is just died on me. Oh. Hey, Sam, you go first while well, I just uh, reload my tweet deck see if I can get it working
1: um, PreSonus is saying something about two episodes of Drumtoberfest from PreSonus Live are up on YouTube
2: Drumtoberfest
1: That's awesome oh.
2: Drumtoberfest that sounds great. I I know. That Now we're in November
1: right. Yeah, uh, but you know, maybe only just, I guess you know they've filmed it and put it up after, it's not so much live, but hey, we, never, we were going to talk about PreSonus Live, did that did that but we said we were going to and now they're saying it's past we missed that one. There you go. <laughs> I think we did, didn't we? I don't know. I've not been here, here very much the past couple of weeks, so yeah.
0: <laughs> that's awesome. Berringer, now I introducing Steve. Oh no, that's I don't I don't like that. I don't like that. I'm not going any further this so. <laughs> Oh, I've I've retweeted one on behalf of the audio podcast, which I'm not going to mention. I'll put it in the show notes. I'm not reading it out loud, but it's it's kind of fun. Okay. Uh, Roland, Roland have released Windows 8 drivers. We, oh, we we haven't talked. To, well, it's obviously happened, but Windows 8 has appeared. I'm just presuming that nobody's going to use it yet because it'd be completely <laughs> crazy to try. <laughs> if anybody out there amongst our listenership has installed Windows 8 and would like to come and tell us why and whether it worked or not, that would be awesome. Um, I have no intentions of ever... Well, I, A, have no intentions of trying to run Windows 8, but, B, have no intentions of doing it in the near future in any way because I just presume it doesn't work, and I don't want to spend my time without that working there. But anyway, that's you know, that's what it could be.
1: I mean, I guess if the, is it Windows 8 RT? Is that, like their light version, their, like, mobile version of the thing? Is that, is that being released at the same time? Yeah. What, t- what do you think the RT is for? Because, like, oh, you're, previously you're, I thought that maybe it would be a real-time. Like, it's always a thing that's kind of <laughs> sprung to my mind. But now that we're on Twitter and we're talking about this, that maybe they're retweeting themselves as a smaller operating system? I don't know. The,
0: the RT, I, I don't want to get into this too far, but the RT tablet is a ARM processor. So it's called Windows RT. It's running on an ARM processor, which means that it won't actually run your Windows applications because they're compiled for i386, not RT, not ARM. So it, it's a classic kind of Windows nightmare. <laughs> brewing. So there is a Windows tablet which will run Windows applications, but that doesn't exist yet. Then there is a Windows tablet, which is an ARM processor, called an RT, which does exist, which won't run your normal Windows applications. They only run specially compiled applications. And that does exist. There you go. And I'd probably prefer an X7 (laughs) over them all anyway. Or from an audio point of view, you probably want an iPad mini. Because that will run, you know, or an iPad. Because they run audio apps and they're nice and stable. Anyway, getting away from uh, which tablet to buy for audio processing... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> head, back, head back to Twitterverse That was a kind of crazy bit Pure Mix have a, a shortcut for Pro Tools Which uh, copies the mix to sends I'm going to retweet that, I think that's cool Boom Can I go boom after every retweet?
1: <laughs> no one's going to stop you, Scott
0: Okay, I'll do that Sam, you're next if you're retweeting again
1: sorry. Um, None of these things Lee Freeman says that uh, Adobe <laughs> Premiere is the same as Final Cut Pro And he has spoken that's, <laughs> That's <laughs> nothing awesome. was jumping. That was interested to me, and then someone I know personally came out. So there you go. You're in.
0: <laughs> this is fun, though. Hey, I can see you've retweeted things already. That's awesome. That's cool. Oh, I see that uh, the the one that you mentioned there. Are we there? Is there anything else? There was a cool one actually, which would be part of our plunder if I can find it. But I don't know if I can find it. Oh, I can do it. I know how I can get it. I can get it from me, probably. Maybe I can't. There's this really cool picture that's doing the rounds, which is of... um, I'm going to find it. Sam, you find something else.
1: I was just looking at a picture to see if it was cool, but it's not. Um, (laughs) (laughs) I wouldn't have mentioned it, but for what you just said.
0: Oh, no. I want to find this. I'm going really quick. It's...
1: You know, I'm not sure if this feature has much legs, to be honest. I mean, it seems like a good idea, but...
0: I think it's fun, and we do it at, like, let's face it, after this week on Twitter, we then do the plunder, which is generally equally as ridiculous, (laughs) so people who are really wanting the keen, directed, focused insight, they've already, they know to stop at this point. This is for the people who just enjoy the, uh, you know, the ridiculousness.
2: Well
1: we the audio. We, uh, Muse have text have tweeted that Android turns five today, apparently. Ooh. So there's a text story that we didn't mention and um, and we'll very soon play your scores. So Android is five years old and will soon be able to do stuff. That's the story there. I'll retweet that. That
0: is very <laughs> cool. I like that. I tried it. it's something I wanted to put in the plunder, but I didn't, but now I wanted to mention it. I can't find it. I'm giving up. Hmm. I'm I'm giving up it's just too it's it's too much it's too much for me I'm just I'm just giving up So there we go perhaps we've made it all the way through the uh the the audio podcast Twitter highlights for today Oh I found it There we go So um th- this is this is fantastic but it's it's a picture of um Barack Obama hugging Bruce Springsteen which I thought was awesome <laughs> <laughs> So I wanted to uh I wanted to include that in our in our Twitter highlights, so hence I have, and it nicely brings us into the plunder section.
1: Arg, arg! <laughs>
0: <laughs> Fantastic. So let's uh let us get into the plunder. The, the plunder is as you would expect, uh, ridiculous, really. Um, which is the great thing about plunder. You should enjoy your plunder plunderolo. Well. So. Here on the audio podcast, we're obviously UK based. We have lots of visitors from all over the place. It would be amiss of us not to uh, acknowledge the American election happens this week. There we go. Um, and hence, uh, while, while we express no political opinions in any serious way and like to keep everything in a light-hearted manner, I found two items of presidential plunder which I thought were absolutely fantastic. So, uh, Joss Whedon would like to uh, would like to tell you why he thinks Romney is good. To bring about the zombie apocalypse. Have you seen this seen this piece? This YouTube I, video? I did
1: actually watch this. I often get to the plunder point, point and say I've not seen them, so today I I did and I mean on the face of it I thought you were gonna be balanced there. So you have got a Romney one and a um I, I couldn't
0: find but... anything. I I I did go looking for balance and failed to find anything in the alternative direction which was in any way entertaining, I'm sorry to say. It's uh Whereas I thought these were these were funny, and uh, Chris Rock would also like to remind you that Barack Obama is the uh, the whitest candidate, which I thought was a fantastic, uh, fantastic sort of slate as well. You know, I, I'm not gonna, I don't want to express any political opinion on this really at all. But these are two fantastic YouTube videos, which if you haven't seen, you should check out anyway. I I suspect that if you're an American, these are not going to swing your vote in any way whatsoever. <laughs> <laughs> but from you know from the European from our kind of European perspective they're kind of fun to watch anyway so I yeah. would recommend watching them perhaps our Bree Springsteen uh, hugging Barack Obama hug could have fitted in there as well but you know such as it is there is however a plunder item which is audio related
1: there is and this is this is something I was going to respond to um, in editing posts today but I haven't got around to it so this the, what you've linked to here is a video that of Ber- of a Beringer's Making of what they're calling the biggest iPod dock, or what you've got that. So this is
2: no, it, wants... is. it
0: is the biggest iPod dock. That's what it is.
2: It looks pretty, pretty big. Yes, it is pretty. I don't big. Think it would fit in any of our house. Yeah,
0: I don't think it fit in a car. It's it's a kind of lorry sized dock.
1: It's <laughs> <laughs> I think nine hundred. Is it nine hundred pounds or something it weighs? Yeah. yeah. But
0: it, it's a fun video. I thought it was a fun video and it's, let's face it, it's, you know people only really make products like this for advertisement and I think it's fantastic as a product for advertisement.
1: 10,000k is what they say its power output is. That's nice. Yep, 130 something dB peak on the thing.
0: Can you, now I haven't really, I, obviously I. it's hard to get a real close look at the practicalities of it, but I suspect that as it's a dock, it should be facing towards you. You know, that's how docks usually work. They, you know, The speakers are facing towards you, and the interface is facing towards you as well. So can yep. you imagine attempting to select the next track if you have a 135 dB of full normalization coming straight at you? <laughs> <laughs>
1: I'll
0: get the Year Defenders on and make the mix.
1: I, looked, I clicked around to find out more about this, and the, the volume control for it is on the back. Is, I it is on the back. Is it? The volume controls on the back, and they make a smaller version, which is obviously they make a. So it's called what's it called? It's called the the iNuke Boom,
2: I think, is what it's called. Is and is the iPod on the top, so that you need a ladder to go and change the tune?
1: <laughs> this brings me to my point. We we covered on show forty two, I think it was, or something. I looked wow. it up earlier today, and no, it was show twenty five. We covered. Ooh, we mentioned that um, Jean Michel Jarre had an iPod dock which you did need a ladder to climb to the top and put on. And in terms of loudness, it was just as big as this one. And it's not quite as wide, but it was a lot taller. So I think they're probably about the same volume. So, mm-hmm. But that one was like quite a But million. it's Jean Michel Jarre, though. It's something else. <laughs> 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 and even.
0: Oh, I feel sad for all of these uh, boutique iPod dock makers because now that they, now that we have the Lightning connector rather than the fir- now rather than the thirty-pin connector, it's it's just going to be a little bit sad now. I have oh. to change all these things. <laughs> I'd like but to it's... play with it. That'd be cool to play with it just once, you know. So. So. It'd be cool. Actually, you know what would be really sweet? We, we, I'm going to mention this. Behringer, if you want to, I'm willing to make this video for you, just supply me the the thing, and we'll sort it out. But it'd be really cool to do a really dry review of it as a product for your home. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be really nice. <laughs>
1: On one of the videos I saw of them showing it at um, CES thing this year, CES 2012, they, um, yeah, they said that it won't fit for a standard door. You need double doors or to take a wall out to get it in.
2: Can can't you buy it in pieces and plug them in? It's like no, but it but the price does
1: include delivery and installation when you buy it oh.
0: Fantastic. <laughs> uh well, as as we dream about the practicalities of installing the world's biggest iPod dock, um, perhaps that brings our show to its natural conclusion to to the end. Um, if don't forget, if you want to, theaudiopodcast.co.uk, follow us on Twitter, Facebook, Google+, all that sort of stuff. We'd love to hear from you if you have any kind of complaints and such. Uh, the audio podcast is going to be live at Creative Technology Live in Leicester, which is in a few weeks' time. Um, so you can come hang out with us in real life if you want to. Always a great opportunity where, you know, we're not wearing headphones. That's basically the difference. So that's kind of cool. <laughs> We're not wearing headphones, that's great. Maybe I should wear headphones. Just maybe that. we will, maybe we will. That, that would be awesome indeed. Uh, Dominique, it's been an absolute pleasure having you join, uh, joining us. Um, if anybody wants to find out more about yourself, is there somewhere nice. that they can possibly go? Where would you
2: start? Yeah, um, I mean, the people can listen to my music on my SoundCloud, so my first name last name altogether after SoundCloud, uh, you can visit my website, so myfirstname-mylastname.com. Uh, it's basically a blog where I try to update stuff. And, uh, yeah, uh, you can come and talk to me. I live in Huddersfield, and I'm, uh, yeah, I'm going around also.
0: <laughs> That's awesome stuff. You'll find those links are on the show notes at theaudiopodcast.co.uk. I, I I think we've hit the end, Sam. Is there anything else you want to remark about, or
1: no, no? I, I, oh, congratulations on doing the solo last week. That's the first time there's been a solo. I listened through to that just earlier today, and well done, yeah. Uh, yeah. shame about the microphone, eh?
0: I know, I know. And now my com- now you don't like my compressor settings. It's, it's, been it's been okay.
1: It's been okay since I commented on it. It's just because you were talking about compression, and I could hear the compressor going as you were talking about it. It's just too much for me to not say anything. All right, Sam. All right, I understand that.
0: Okay, this has been episode 77 of the audio podcast. I'm Scott Hewitt.
1: I'm Samuel Freeman. And I'm Dominique
2: Thibault.
0: Bye.